What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Tigers and Takedowns where today we will be previewing the Northern Iowa duel. Um, I'm, I'm James. And I'm Morgan. Um, Let's just jump into yeah, it. Yeah, I think we're just jumping into it today. We did the scuffle and kind of some Midlands recap last time, so we're just kind of getting into the upcoming duel on Sunday, taking on Northern Iowa at home in the Hearns at 430. Um, Northern Iowa this season, they're ranked 14. They're pretty solid. Well, more than pretty solid. Yeah. They're, they're good this season. But they had a real big win at the um, collegiate duels this year against Ohio State. They beat them 19-13. That was kind of when everyone was like, oh my gosh, like Northern Iowa could be yeah. a top 10 Coming team to this year. Um, they just beat Wyoming last night, 33-3. to and they're looking like a good team, you know. They've got, like, I think eight or nine guys ranked, eight guys ranked right now. And uh, some of the weights that they're strong at, Mizzou is strong at. And then some of the weights they're strong at, Mizzou is, kind of struggles at. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there are plenty of ways for Mizzou to win this duel. But there are also a lot of ways <clears throat> for Northern Iowa to keep this really tight. And bonus is going to play a huge factor in which way this goes. Yeah, especially just... Northern Iowa, they're you know they're a small school, but they always come ready to wrestle. Doug Schwab, head coach, is great, and they're they're always super tough. Even if you're wrestling with their backups, it's gonna they're gonna push you. They're gonna have good cardio. They're not gonna make dumb mistakes. It's gonna be a tough match. Um, last year, Mizzou had a tri duel with Northern Iowa and Virginia Tech, and Mizzou beat Northern Iowa twenty five to sixteen, um, but. And, and their lineup looks a lot of the same guys, but I would say that a lot of their guys have also taken some, like, pretty obvious jumps. You know, like, they look a lot better. Not to say that Mizzou doesn't, too, but they their guys do look a lot better this year. Yeah, and our lineup <clears throat> looks a little bit different, too. Better in some ways and worse in some others, so. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, yeah, last time we had Cro- Trey Crawford at 133, Josh Edmond at 149, and Kent Jeremiah Kent at 184. So those are... Three big weights. Yeah, and Kent got a pin at that last <clears throat> duel, yeah. which made a huge difference in the points as well. So yeah, the twenty-five sixteen I think makes the score look a little more uh, lopsided. W- lopsided than it felt. I remember that duel, and it, it was really intense. Tight. Yeah. It was very tense. Well, yeah. Um, so jumping right into it, uh, starting at one twenty-five, Noah Certain he'll take on Kyle Gallhofer for Northern Iowa. Um, you know, certain coming off the scuffle finals looked pretty good. Gallhofer stepped in after Teske transferred to Iowa. He's a young guy, four-time state champ out of Georgia. Um, spent a couple years in the, uh, as a backup, and he's solid. He's tough, but he doesn't really do a lot that I think will challenge certain. You know, I think he can avoid bonus. He's wrestled some uh, highly ranked guys that haven't been bonus, but. Um, for, for a duel like this, I am sure that coach Smith is telling guys like, you know, we need points everywhere. Like if you're up by freaking seven, get one, you know, find a way to get one, make it a stall, make it a takedown, whatever you gotta do. And, uh, you know, we saw certain kind of, he's got big moves. We know that he's got the throws. He's, he's good from top, but sometimes his leg attacks, haven't really shown up, um, even in his really good scuffle run. Yeah, he looks great at the scuffle, but that's not really where he excelled. <clears throat> yeah, and so, you know, uh, Northern Iowa is probably familiar with him at this point. They're going to know that. 
And so certain may have to go to some leg attacks. And he has good leg attacks. That's he, not he to say. He can absolutely do it. But, you know, he may have to uh, kind of switch up some of his tactics from the past couple matches we've seen because, you know, Northern Iowa is going to be ready for those big moves. Absolutely. Do you think that one will go his way, though? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely favor certain. Um, like I said, Gallhofer's pretty solid, but I don't think he does. He necessarily has it yet to to take someone like certain now yeah and i'm hoping that certain's just right in like the sweet spot of this stride in the season like yeah. you know only going up from the scuffle where he looked great yeah especially with those being his first matches back if the biggest issue is like hey don't forget about your really good leg attacks that's a pretty good that's a pretty good deal you know absolutely so moving on to 133 um <clears throat> we could see connor brown from mizzou but mm-hmm. um if you listen to our scuffle preview um you'll know that uh, Connor Brown Medical forfeited out of the tournament after a pretty nasty head hit, head collision, uh, where we were like, did he get a concussion? Did he break his nose? Did he do both? So there's a very good chance he might not be at this duel, in which case we'll see Eric Lovelace in his place. Yeah, Brown took, um, I think, Kurt Phipps of Bucknell. About six seconds in the match, he took his forehead straight into the bridge of the nose, and it, it, it looked pretty painful. Yeah, he left the mat immediately after that, so... I'd be surprised to see him here. It'd be great to see him here. But whether it's Connor Brown or Eric Lovelace, they are going to have a very tough time uh, against Kyle Biscoglia for mm-hmm. you and I. Um, he's ranked number 12, and, man, is he a tough and aggressive wrestler. He's already 12-4 and four this season. He's on a run. Yeah, and, you know, Biscoglia last year really kind of broke out in my eyes. I wasn't really familiar with him, and he's a very lanky 133. He is really good from top at both riding and he also he has some like unconventional uh turning combinations especially on the division one level uh and he's really good at them but so for whoever goes out there that's going to be a big key you know you might not be able to avoid being put on bottom and giving up a tough ride but to know that he might try hit a ball and chain or something. Yeah, not your normal, like, you know, a cradle or, or something that you're used Which to. Which he also has. Yeah, but... we're, we're, this was last night, right, when they were uh, wrestling Wyoming. Yeah. And we were like, he does something unconventional, and then he just did, like, a... Just kind of uh, took him straight over. Yeah, just and, rolled like, him. <laughs> but, like, he, and his grip strength is apparently, like, insane, which is huge when you're, like, a top-bottom guy. But... Um, the assignment for either of them might just be minimize the damage here. Absolutely. And well, especially for Brown, you know, he gets in those crazy scrambles. Biscogli is a dangerous person to scramble like that with, you know, he can catch you in a bad position. Um, Lovelace, I think, has a little more conventional style, but, and, you know, it always makes you a little uh, cautious to put a back up against someone like Biscoglia, but, you know, Lovelace. While his record isn't like too great right now, one and three, he looked really good in his Midlands match against two-time All-American Chris Cannon of Northwestern, where he three-two. It was three-two, and Lovelace was putting on a tough ride. I think he forced a late stall, but it just wasn't enough to to get like a tying point. But you know, if if he can come out there and wrestle tough like that against someone like Biscogli and and give up a decision, or you know, who knows, maybe get an upset, but then that, that would be big team point-wise. It really would. Um, 141 pounds. This is an interesting match. You got number seven, Alan Hart, which I I will say Alan Hart was number four, and then he made the scuffle finals and lost to number three, Alirez, and now he's number seven. 
but, make that make sense. Yeah. Uh, I love Earl for in your mat, but that one was, was just kind of like, a, I don't know what like happened there. a head there. scratch, you know. Yeah, but, you know, he's seen something else, I, I, I guess. But he'll take on number nine, Kale Happel. And last year, Kale Happel actually upset him 9-7. Uh, kind of ironically, I guess, mm-hmm. fun little coincidence. Yeah. But um, in that match, I I don't remember all the details, but I remember it being real back and forth. Happel's really tough. This year, he's got wins over Kale Carlson. He's very solid, and he's he's your classic Northern Iowa wrestler, where it's like good in all three positions, gritty as all hell. He's gonna make it a tough match. He's gonna make you uncomfortable. Um. And so Hart, you know, who's looked great, is going to need to come out and, and go. Yeah, and I think he absolutely can. I think he's oh, got yeah. all the right tools in his arsenal to to make this uh, go his way as long as he's, you know, getting to his offense, doing the hard hand fighting, you know, staying on top, riding for a long time if Happel chooses bottom on his turn. Well, and, and I, you know, I kind of said this, have said this a couple times with Hart this year where people are like, like against Drogan Mueller. Oh, it'll be a tough, it'll be a close match. It'll be a tough match. I guess Bergman, it'll be a close match. It'll be a tough match. And both times have kind of been like, I actually think that Hart wins that kind of one sided. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think Hart matches up really well. And, you know, we just watched Happel wrestle against Wyoming last night where he kind of seemed to struggle late. Like, he, he ended up, I think, winning 6 4, but gave up a riding time point, kind of faded late. And, and there were a few moves that looks like they could have flipped it in the other direction. Yeah. And Hart's a guy where, you know, he gets in on a leg in the first 30 seconds, he's going to put a tough ride on you if he gets on top. And and that's been kind of his uh, how he's wrestled this season. And I I could see this match, you know, while the rankings are close and while Happel technically has the, the most recent win, I would not be surprised to see Hart really separate himself in this match. And maybe he's ready for redemption, too. You know, that always plays oh, a factor yeah. with some and guys. I, I am sure that he remembers this match from last year. Um but moving to 149, number nine Brock Mahler. I ex- am expecting him back. He had flu, the flu doesn't last that long. He had the flu and sounded pretty sick. And it's not just necessarily just being out and missing for having the flu, but also like how are your lungs? You know how how are you feeling in general? How's the weight cut? Where's where's your strength at? How many days have you practiced? Yeah, that's you know? true too. There's a lot of like. There's a lot that goes past A lot it. of ways it can take a toll on you. Exactly. And he, he gets a really tough match against number 12, Colin Real Buto. Um, Real Buto, when we're talking about Northern Iowa guys that seem to have taken a jump, he's one that really sticks out. Uh, you know, last year he lost to Josh Edmond in the duel, but then beat Josh Edmond at Big 12s. And and uh, I think he just missed out on qualifying. Let me double check that. It was really close. I remember that. Um, he No, he did qualify. I, I, Happel is the one that just missed out on qualifying. Yeah, okay. But um, Real Butom ended up making the round of 16, and he looked like he was really improving towards the end of that season. But then this season, he got a really big win against um, Sammy Sasso of Ohio State, and that's kind of what really put him in in this top 12 ranking mm-hmm. and, and really on the national scene. Um, and I really think it kind of comes down to one, does Brock wrestle? Yep. And two, how does he look? You know, Coach Smith made it sound like he was pretty freaking sick. So it is, I think, if he's been throwing, if he was throwing up for three, four days. Or fever and, for a long time. Yeah, but just thinking about like your weight, yep. you know, how important handling that is and just your overall strength. Like, is your body ready to do a weight cut? You know, like, um, 
I don't know. That'll be a... I expect Mahler to go, and if he looks good, I like his chances against Real Buto. Real Buto is a very good scrambler. He's an AWA guy. He He's very cerebral and scrambles, and he has good offense when he goes, and he has a good gas tank. And so those three are kind of a tough combination for a first match back. But Brock's a vet. You know, he's he knows what he's got to do to win. He knows the kind of opponent he's got. So mm-hmm. if he goes, I would definitely favor him i think if he doesn't go be joffrey no joffrey's at 57 uh, um why am i blanking on this let me just make sure oh i think it'd probably be nate pulliam yeah um, he'll look pretty good at the scuffle yeah you know uh real is a tough match but i think that pulliam can go out there and limit the damage and has the ability to make it a close match mm-hmm. you know um so well, it'd be great to have Brock back, and while this would be a tough one, it's also one that's within his capabilities too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then at one fifty-seven, uh, this will be another interesting match. So we got Jared Jake Hughes versus uh, Derek Holschlag, who you just talked about. He's number twenty-four for you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that Jake Hughes will be back after. I mean, he had yeah, he got a bit he got of an rocked, injury, but he got rocked pretty hard in his semis match. But I I. You know, they had a video with him being the one, like, come out down to the Hearns, and that could be an old video or something, but I, I that'd be weird to throw that video out and he end up not wrestling, yeah. I think. Um, Holschlag, uh, so Jakey's beat him twice last season. Mm-hmm. I think at Big 12s, it was a sudden victory win, but, and Holschlag just yesterday beat number 10, Jacob Wright of Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when another Northern Iowa guy talking about jumping levels, he seems to have done that. Uh, nine and three on the season, just another guy that's just going to be really tough. Like, yeah, it might sound like a broken record because it's like our guys have the capabilities to beat these guys, but they're also like hungry, wrestling tough, and you know, getting upset after upset in some of their matches. Well, in the the history with Mizzou and Northern Iowa goes back to the MAC at this point, where the two were back and forth at times, especially in mm-hmm. duels. Um, and that's always just kind of been how, ever since Doug Schwab's been there, how Northern Iowa is. They're just, they're tough, they're scrappy. Any one of their guys can beat seemingly anyone on any given day, you know? Like, uh, you definitely, and they're really good at developing. I definitely favor JQ's, just how he looked at the scuffle. Even in that match he lost, he was getting to Kendall Coleman's legs. Coleman. He was getting in deep, too. It yeah. wasn't just these cheap shots. He was getting in strong. It looked like he was setting him up really, really well. And, and Coleman, you know, you look at his finals match with Frenick, shows just how good his freaking defense and scrambling is to avoid giving up scores. So, I, you know, I didn't walk out of that match thinking, oh, man, Jakey's is looking like Jakey's last year. I thought he looked way different. Yes, absolutely. Um, but Holschlag is, is going to be tough, you know, and I, I think this is a chance for Jake Hughes to show against an opponent that he struggled with, not struggled with, you know, he beat him twice, but kept it close with twice last season to show, like, new season, new me last year. Yeah. I'm going to separate. You might have jumped up a level, but I did too. Yeah, and that might that might look like a 5-2 win. It might be four, it, it might be like a low-scoring match. I'm not saying he's going to come out there and bonus him. But when you're wrestling someone like Northern Iowa against someone like Holschlag, even a little bit of separation says a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so moving to 165, Keegan O'Toole taking on Austin Yant. Uh, Austin Yant is undefeated this year. I don't think 
Did he wrestle last night? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so either. No, he totally did. We're all messed up today. Um, so he's undefeated, 11-0. He didn't wrestle in the duel last year against Mizzou, and Keegan got a pin. Um, you know, Keegan hasn't or missed the scuffle, didn't wrestle there, but sounds just kind of like a minor thing. I think that he's probably okay and good to go. Yeah, it just wasn't um, top-notch to go there, but it, should be back. Yeah, Yant hasn't hit anyone huge this season as far as rankings go. He's got a couple good wins over ranked guys. He's got a 55% bonus percentage, which is always solid. But most of his ranking comes from some of his wins last year where he beat North Dakota State's Luke Weber a couple times. Um, and he he looked really solid coming out at the end of the year. He had some close matches against Peyton Hall. But, you know, Keegan's Keegan. I would imagine that this is another match where the his opponent is like, don't give a bonus, you know. And, like, has, has done a ton of research before oh, yeah. you're about to wrestle this guy. And so, you know... O'Toole, he's kind of been on a decision streak, which is for the first time in his career mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season. So he'll definitely be looking to break that. Uh, a top ten guy is a tough guy to do it against, but if anyone will, I, I, I think I think he can get a major here. And I think that he'll be glad to be back in that bonus column. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I think Mizzou might need it, just depending on who comes out where. Um, but. Yeah, definitely favor Keegan. Like him to get bonus there. Um, then at 174, I mean, we keep saying that, oh, that's going to be a good match. This is going to be a good match if Runyon comes out. Yeah, if so, it happens. If it happens. So Peyton Mako is supposed to take on Lance Runyon for you and I. Um, he didn't wrestle last night and a few mm-hmm. duels before that, too. Yeah, he's he's only 1-1 one one on the season. He hasn't wrestled much at all. Yeah, so if he were to come out... Um, but if not, uh, Carson Babcock, who wrestled yesterday, pretty solid as well, just not at the same level as Runyon. Well, and I will say Babcock, he was pushing Hayden Hastings, who's kind of having a, a tough year, but, you know, Hastings is like a multiple-time qualifier. Like 33? Yeah, yeah. He's sitting at number 33, but he's he's a tough out, and Babcock pushed him. He really pushed the pace and made him uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I, th- I actually think that, uh, Hastings puked on the middle of the mat, which I've never they seen. They cut away. They, they wouldn't let us see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen that in high school, but not in college. Uh, not like that, at least. But um, it's a tough sport. Yeah. Uh, if Runyon goes, you know, he's he's dangerous. He's a really good scrambler. He's got a great cradle. Um, and Mako, you know, coming off that scuffle finals where he looked really good. His offense is really clicking this season. Uh, would like to see his top bottom get a little better like he's really good at riding but sometimes if he doesn't hit that first move the guy just kind of gets away mm-hmm. and which is it's kind of like especially looking at that plot match it's like ah gotta hang on to that guy for a little longer yeah Could you gotta, work gotta figure for something that out top, up top and i don't know if this is necessarily a match where he'll have a chance to fix that or work on that or anything like that but you know wouldn't mind seeing him go for some turns or something but definitely favor mako and his scrambling, he's always got the option to or ability to put someone on their back, you know, so that if Mizzou is looking for like a big points to really swing and get some momentum through the duel, that that's probably a big one for them, especially having O'Toole and Mako back to back with favorable matches. And we're gonna need bonus in both of those matches going into one eighty four. Yep. Um, 
184, again, don't know what's going to happen. Sean Horman and Colton Hawks, we discussed in our uh, scuffle review, neither one of them had that great of a showing. Um, neither made the podium. Neither made the podium. So don't know who you'll see here get the start. I think in the last regular duel, it was Hawks that got the start mm-hmm. here. So could see that continue. Either way, these guys will get uh, number two, Parker Ketkaisen, mm-hmm. who has looked incredible, is I mean, so talented, and either one of these guys is just going to need to wrestle tough and wrestle stingy to not give a bonus. Yeah, if you if you watch college wrestling at all, then you probably know the name Parker Ketkaisen. He's an Askren wrestling guy. He's a freaking stud. Um, pinned number three Trent Hydley after losing to him earlier in the season. Has gone back and forth with national champ Aaron Brooks. I mean, you want to talk about it? Talk about a guy that's just good in every position. It's Kekaisen. Mm-hmm. He's he's got crazy strength, great flexibility, great technique, um, and a like a nonstop motor. I was gonna say high scoring, lots of bonus. Yeah. He got a pin last night, didn't he? Yeah. Against Wyoming. Yes. So I mean, like not just a guy that's a solid wrestler. Like he's gonna put some points on the board, or he's gonna get a big move. He, I, or both. <laughs> so yeah, and this is kind of interesting. So Harmon has never wrestled him. But Hawks has wrestled him twice, once in 2021 and once last year. The first time Hawks wrestled him, it was a 3-2 match. And Kekaisen, that was when Hawks was the 2021 year where it didn't count. Um, Kekaisen went on to finish third. And for me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's kind of when I got on the Hawks train where I yeah. was like, he's hanging with a guy like Kekaisen. Like, he could really be something. Hasn't The two have gone different ways since then. Um, but last year, Kekaisen really started to separate. He got a 6-1 win over Hawks. So, you know, finding a guy that can slow him down isn't impossible, but that was in an open tournament versus a duel where Kekaisen may know, like, we need bonus points, put him on the board. Yep. Um, and, you know, looking at Harmon versus Hawks, um, Harmon has already given up bonus to a ranked guy this season, and so it kind of, if Mizzou... I, I don't know how they will decide who comes out because like like you said neither guy really stood out at um, scuffle I am still leaning Hawks you know Harmon lost to DeAnthony Parker who did make the finals but Hawks majored uh, and he lost to the champ and then just kind of pinned himself I would would I don't necessarily think either guy has a huge chance here. At least but, Hawks has some history. Well, Hawks knows him and also just, I think, has the size and some of the... I think it's kind of weird. Harmon has the grittiness to avoid bonus, yep. but against someone like Kekkaisen who's going to not stop, I don't think that's enough necessarily to really like give yourself a huge chance. But Hawks... I think the size is a big thing, and I think the strength is a big thing. And and with his underhook, he may be able to slow Kekkaisen down a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Whoever gets put out here is going to do their best to not get teched, to not get majored, to not get pinned. Um, and it's going to be tough. Yeah. But Fingers we'll, crossed for a regular decision. Yeah, we'll see. We, we'll be doing some interviews after, so I don't know. Maybe we'll talk to Coach Smith about it, depending on what the match looks like and seeing... Uh, what the mood is maybe a little bit reading the room, but I'll be curious to see who comes out at that weight. Um, at 197 pounds, expecting Rocky Elam back in a duel like this, you know, maybe we see Hawks here. I don't know. 
we kind of really need Rocky here. Yeah. I think. Um, he'll and take... he was, he's in the same boat that Mahler was, like, or no, same boat, sorry, as Keegan was when it came to the scuffle. Like, yeah. sounded like a little bit banged up, didn't want to push it at, a, at the scuffle at a tournament, but hopefully should be back here. Well, and Rocky, you know, he's kind of struggled with injuries, I think, behind the scenes, like looking at last year. Mm-hmm. I think Coach Smith has kind of hinted at that and talked about the difference of when he can practice versus when he can't practice. And he had missed a couple of days of practice before the scuffle. So hopefully he's back in the room and, and is ready to go here. And, and I think that he wouldn't even need to be 100% against Laser. Uh, he'll take on Noah Laser, 6-5 and five this season. Wrestled last year. Rocky had a 12-4 major decision. Um, and, you know, I think Mizzou will be looking for more of that. Yeah, that'd um, be great. If Rocky can get to his tilts or something, then maybe he can force like a tech or a cradle for a pin. But uh, Laser's a tough out. He he's wrestled some top guys this season and and wrestled close. But you definitely favor Rocky. Uh, he's just missed out on getting that major decision a couple times. So hopefully he can he can flip that here. Absolutely, because like you said, we we could very well need the points at this point in time. Yeah, there's so many toss up matches here. It's hard to really gauge what how the duel may go. Yeah. Speaking of toss up matches, heavyweight. Zach Elam, your Southern Scuffle champion, mm-hmm. you know, looked great. Looked oh, yeah. awesome. Um, has a really tough opponent in number 14, Tyrell Gordon, for you and I. Uh, Gordon's 11-4 and four so far this season, and it's just, I, I, we keep saying tough. I'm trying to look for a synonym <laughs> for tough, but like, that really is what it is. Active, athletic, good size for he, it he's a former 197 yep. who he kind of struggled last year but he it looks like he's put on like 20 30 pounds of just muscle went to the weight room like lived in the freaking weight room and you know i don't know what he's walking around at but he looks much more filled out mm-hmm. um and he still has some of that 197 speed and and whatnot that that can sometimes give zach some issues yeah um Zach obviously looked really good at the scuffle, had some really dominant uh, wins, and then just really strong controlling matches against ranked opponents in the semis and the finals. Gordon, you know, he's ranked 14th. He qualified last year, had what was a solid, good, not great, I would say, but he's this year he's got two wins over uh, Tate Orndorff for Ohio State's heavy uh, for Ohio State All American. 2021 All-American, mm-hmm. so pretty pretty well-ranked, but that's really been Gordon's like big signature win this year. But you can just see he looks different, and he looks a lot better. Um, I think that, you know, Zach, Zach sometimes has these weird matches where he comes out a little slow, he comes out a little flat-footed, and Gordon's someone who's probably going to come out and want to, like, maybe do a lot of fakes work the head a lot and zach will probably look to work the head a lot and try to slow him down put on a ride i still as bigger as gordon looks zach probably still has like a 20 you know 15 20 pound weight difference and advantage yeah and at heavyweight that's a big thing especially with how well zach is from top um or how good he is from top so you know, the, there's a chance the duel hangs in the balance here yeah what a scenario that would be <laughs> uh I, you know, I personally have it a little heavily Mizzou-sided. I think that they get wins at 125, 141, uh, 149 if Mahler goes, 157, 165, 174, and 197. 
but that's assuming that the guys we're expecting are healthy yeah. and good to go. That's giving Mizzou the advantage in some toss-ups, you know, even if they are healthy and good to go. So, and a, you know, limiting bonus from from their big guns. Um, but if it does come down to heavyweight, I still have a lot of faith in Zach. I think he could probably take like a pretty strong 4-1, 4-2 type of match. Maybe Absolutely. he won 5-2 last year. Maybe a similar thing. Early takedown, good ride kind of vibe. Um, also, look, Zach's got some pins this season, you know? He's got maybe some quick pins. Maybe he'll catch him. That I mean, he's got a great cradle, you know? I He, he looks for it pretty often from top, but we'll just, uh, it, you know, we've said tough a lot. This is kind of this whole duel. It's going to be gritty. It is. It's gonna. is. They're going to come out and they're going to wrestle tough. And I don't think it'll be kind of like North Dakota State where we talked about their big thing seemed to be like stop Mizzou's offense. Yep. But I think it'll be like there's no such thing as finishing clean. You're going to get to a leg and it's going to be a fight. You're, yeah. They're one of the, the other. I feel like Mizzou's always comfy to scramble. They seem to be the same way. Yeah. Happy to scramble with Absolutely. any of our guys. You know, when you look at the where Askren Wrestling Academy really sends their guys and it's Mizzou and Northern Iowa are kind of the two that really jump out. Um and so we'll just have to kind of have to see if coming off a tough scuffle Northern Iowa didn't wrestle or they sent I don't they didn't send all their guys, but I think they sent some guys to um the Soldier Salute. I guess they did wrestle Wyoming. So they haven't necessarily had a break or anything, but it'll uh It'll be interesting to see what Mizzou has worked on in the short turnaround from the scuffle. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be in town, in Columbia, 4.30 at the Hearns. 4.30 at the Hearns. If not, streaming on Flow. Yep, streaming on Flow. All Mizzou home duels will be streamed on Flow. Should be a good one. Um, like we'll, we'll be doing some interviews afterwards, hopefully, kind of see, see how the night goes. Yeah, and... we did those last time and... Uh... They they were they were great. So those will get posted yeah, by Missouri um, Wrestling, but then cross posted on on our social media as well. You can find the links to them. Yep, and then uh, I'll be tweet. Well, Morgan from my account will be tweeting out some match videos. Hopefully, those seem to be pretty popular last time, and I thought that was a pretty cool addition. Yeah, and James will be live updating the match if you can't watch it on Flow. If you can't uh, be there in person on Rocket Nation. Yes, I believe so. I like that we so. promote each other's things. Yeah, that's, you know, that's how we do it. We're fiancés. We can't, uh, we don't want to be too... Uh, braggadocious. Braggadocious, <laughs> yes. That's probably a better word than what I was going to use. It's the um, worst word I could think of. But, but yeah, should be a good duel. Mizzou, we're really getting into the meat of the season now. This is a Big 12 uh, conference duel uh, match, you know, and it was a... It was a closer one than people may think looking at this match score from last year. So, or um, Northern Iowa is going to come out looking to upset, and we'll just have to see what happens. I think Mizzou can stop them. If yeah. I have to make my prediction, that's I got your Mizzou prediction. all the way. Yep. All right. Well, that's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening. And you know what we say? Mizzou is a wrestling school. Bye. Mm-hmm.